Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's get it done, realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. I'm super excited today to have Lindsay Ham with me. Lindsay, say hi. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. She's a North Carolina gal. Yes, ma'am. Vice President of Closing and Disclosure Support at Alcova. That's a long name. Do you spell that out or do you have initials or? Oh, girl, it's spelled out, but you, yeah, I'm just me. The title doesn't matter. I'm just here to help. I'm VP. I get stuff done. So I think that's fantastic because Vice President of Closing. So, right, you are in charge. You're in the closing department, right, which is like getting the documents out. Ooh. Super fun. And then yes, final disclosures. And oh, yes, nothing can go wrong there. Right. So no stress. Right. Oh, <laughs> if only if we could be so lucky. But yes, we like for things to not go wrong in closing. That is for sure. We do too. As the realtor, I assure you, I like that too. But I think it's got to be a little bit stressful because things change. A lot of things outside your control. Right. I mean, for us too, it's like, well, I didn't had nothing to yes. do with that. Right. Like whoopsies, a lot of oopsies. Right. Oops. There are a lot of oopsies. Yes. But we can prevent those oopsies. Let's talk about communication and amendments and invoices and things that seem to appear at the 11th hour. How can we make that be in the file prior to clear to close so we can make sure our borrowers have their correct closing numbers before closing? I think that's a huge thing. We want the closing process to be as smooth as possible. We all know that the loan process is extremely stressful and the borrower is going to remember they may forget all of the stressful part if their closing is good. They're going to remember a smooth closing and getting their keys once they close. That's what they'll remember. So you want to make sure that we're giving them the best customer service possible. And that starts yes. with communication and making sure we have a clean file. And we're going to go through some tactics on that. So you've been doing this for eight and a half years. And what I love is before you were a paralegal. So this is the fun part. And I know everyone listening knows this, but you go to closing. So you've got the realtor and then you've got, of course, the lender and the mortgage company. And then you've got the closing entity, whether it be the attorney or the title company. And so one thing that's definitely the case is something goes wrong somewhere in that and somebody gets thrown under the bus, right? So like every single time. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the truth. Yes. From a paralegal perspective, every time something went wrong at the closing table, it was either the realtor's fault or the lender's fault. Yes. <laughs> Deflect Even that if it blame. wasn't. Yes. Somebody has to, yes. Somebody has to get under the bus and it's not going to be the person that's handling the closing at the time. It's someone exactly. else. Yes. So you've also got this perspective of knowing what goes well when you're sitting at the settlement table. If people don't attend that, you don't know where are the pain points and where's the confusion. And we're going to go over some of those, even as someone has been to hundreds and hundreds of closing, but I've always been like, yes. how can they do that? And I think that you've got this perspective that you can see, okay, this happens on this end. Our job is to get it as smoothly as possible to this end. And how do we do that? And that's a yes. team effort. It really is. It is a team effort of frankly, like the loan officer from the beginning, the realtor throughout, the closing attorney as well, and then the closing department, right? Making sure that we streamline this and make it as painless as possible. Come on, getting a loan, not fun. Competing for eight houses and not winning them because you keep getting outbid, not fun. Moving just plain sucks, right? So like that it does, yeah. is not fun, right? There's just- no. Nobody, everyone's like, okay, wait, well, should we go to the beach or should we move? Right? Like that is not right. Yes. <laughs> that is it's, not it's the things. So especially let's... now, especially now, it seems to be even more stressful. And one of the things that I 
can't reiterate enough is communication. I think like you were saying, we are all one big team, regardless of whether you're a realtor lender, we're all working together, settlement agent. And it's our job to make sure that our borrowers have a smooth, seamless closing transaction. And like I was saying before, at the end of the day, they're going to remember the signing of the documents and getting those keys. And that's what they're working for. The end goal has been met once that happens. So we want to make sure that even if it's been a smooth process up until, or even if it was a bad process, or they had a bumpy road with the application and things like that getting approved, we want that finish line, them crossing it to be a positive experience. Agreed. We're going to talk about some things that happen and let's work backwards to try to avoid them. So any realtor, of course, any lender and any borrower, you kind of get to closing and woo, here's comes the oopsies. And the oopsies to me are, ooh, while the new construction house was 400,000, it's now $472,901 because of the screen porch and all the selections, right? The oopsie of did they get all the amendments one, then invoices or, oh, we decided to buy home or, oh, did you need to know we were buying the home warranty, right? Like all of these things that cause changes as well as some things like delays, which of course we don't always know, but it really is honestly the realtor as well as the loan officer communication at the forefront and throughout, right? I think that absolutely amendments and look, I'm the realtor, right? Sometimes if it's not written in your process, you don't remember to send that to the lender or you do way too late or you think you did and you didn't. So that communication of that loan officer and the realtor, especially there's some trigger points. Like to me, it's like new construction. Come on. You start with a price, you do structural selections, then you do actually your cosmetic selections. And then generally then pretty soon after that, you have a final price or mostly final, but we need to make sure we communicate that and that it gets to you. And then there could be, again, concessions, whatever it may be. So let's talk about what that's important. Cause for me, it's like, oh yeah, they need to know that, but it causes a lot of things. Like it's not as simple as, Hey, Lucy, whoopsie. Another 80. Yes. (laughs) Tomorrow. Right. Like, right. No, it's a big thing. So anytime there's a change to a sales price or an amendment, seller concessions, things of that nature, it has to go back to the underwriter. So if we are sitting there at closing and we get an amendment and they're like, oh, hey, the purchase price just changed by $25,000. It's not, oh, let me just add that to the CD. Give me one second. No, it's got to go back to the underwriter. Findings have to be re-ran and and it's a whole thing. And that's the one thing we don't want our borrower to have to experience because When they hear clear to close, they think everything's good. So if they're at closing, ready to sign the paperwork and everybody's scrambling, like, hold on, I got to call the lender or hold on, I got to do this, I got to do that. That's just going to incite anxiety with the borrower. And it doesn't make us look good as realtors, lenders, anybody, like we don't have our stuff together. So I think it's very important, like you were saying, to communicate the realtors and the LOs before that loan even gets submitted to the underwriter for a final clear to close to make sure that we have all of our ducks in a row and everything is correct. Yeah, I think, again, we have a lot of assumptions. Like, I'm also probably like, this is a different conversation, but like a builder's worst nightmare, right? Because it's like, well, I didn't mean you just can't move that wall. And for us, we look at you too as well in the lending process and we're like, well, it's 25,000, just throw it on there. You know, that's right. We got it. No big deal. I mean, funds have to be verified. I wish it was that easy. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So again, so anyone listening, lenders and realtors, let's think about like, we've got a, we're big checklist people. I have a checklist for a checklist. We joke, but it really is anytime there's any amendment change in price or whatever, or date, right. Then we've got to send those amendments. We got to make sure it's clear that they've been received. You also said like share the final CD with the realtor and then yes. have them review it because the fact that it sits in my inbox 
is not enough, right? I actually need to have a process where I'm going to review it as well to make sure like that's not the price I have or no, this isn't our closing date, whatever it may be. We need to make sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, loan officers as well, not just realtors. Whenever that final CD is sent for review by the closer, it is imperative that everybody lays their eyes on that to make sure the terms are correct, like sales price, loan amounts, everything looks good because that can prevent a lot of oopsies, like you said, at the closing table. It's easier to make those changes before closing than having the borrower sit there and everybody scramble at the 11th hour. So yes, please take a look at that. Please let people know of changes. That's the best thing you can do. And then also things that kind of, if you think about, we have the final walkthrough, something went wrong. We're just going to do an escrow. Come on, Lindsay, it's an escrow. I mean, why? Nope, no big deal. We're just going to hold yes. grant because they didn't do the roof. And all right, we're ready to sign. I hate when those situations happen. They don't happen often when they do. It's a hot mess. Let's be honest. We've got people there ready to close, but we can't just add that. We have to actually send that back to the underwriter because depending on what is wrong with the property, the underwriter does have to review and it could possibly delay closing. I mean, we do allow escrow holdback agreements, but it really does depend on what the issues are in order for us to be able to make that determination if that's possible or if those repairs would have to be made prior to closing. Yeah. And which is a bummer, right? Because it's yeah. not done and now we need it to be done. And yeah. So, I mean, I think now that's harder, right? I think reviewing the closing disclosure, making sure we send amendments much more in our control. I got to do a walkthrough two hours before closing and are much harder. I mean, certainly you can't control it. We can't either. But again, being as prepared as we can and making sure it's also clear. It's not just, oh, this will be a five minute delay, right? This is a right. change to a situation that has to be taken care of. Exactly. And that as soon as you find out there's an issue at a walkthrough, we need to get all hands on deck, like call the LO, let them know they have an issue so they can let the closing department know. Because the settlement agent also needs to know that, hey, this may not happen today. Because again, people are scheduled and we want to make sure we're all being open and honest and setting realistic expectations as to what might have to happen in order to get the closing to happen. Yeah. I mean, again, everyone's goal, right? I mean, we're all... Yes, we want it to happen. Yeah. At this point. So... Let's talk about some other things that I think we can really work to make this experience better. I think one thing we all need to take a step back, the realtors, the lenders, closers, underwriters, everybody, this is something we do in theory every day, not every day, but we do all the time, right? So we go to closing, we have this process, we do the walkthroughs, these borrowers often have never done this. So it's a completely different language, right? It's like, we th- and we know the CD from the da, 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 and the LO and people like, huh? So already they're confused. And then there's all these things. Because remember, yes, they have to give you documents. We joke about this, but 800 times, right? We got it. And it's got to give you nine <laughs> pints of blood, our firstborn, right? Five yep. of our teeth. And then we can get approved. But remember, that's just the part of it. They're also now moving, which is the worst and dealing with still employment and children. So it's this overly stressful process. And then we know where closing is. Like if I'm the realtor, I go there maybe twice a week, right? I know where the closing is. I know how a closing works. I joke with them about doing calisthenics with their hands, but they don't know this. And so then the big potential disaster points, right? Like wired funds again. Yes. Let's talk about that. Okay. So rush closings are always, we want to accommodate and there's always going to be rush closings and things like that. We also have to remember when we have rushes that a borrower getting to the bank or having to wire funds for closing that could cause a major hiccup. So we want to make sure we give them enough time to be able to get those funds to the attorney. So what I would say is if you don't have final numbers, if we're cutting it close, same day closing, and you don't have a chance to get to the bank, I would say go off the initial CD 
that you signed, the prelim CD that was signed three days prior. The numbers on that CD are going to be very close, hopefully, fingers crossed, as long as we have all the amendments and stuff and all the numbers are correct. It's going to be very close to what the borrower has to bring to closing. So as a realtor or loan officer, I would start having the conversation with the borrowers then once they sign that to say, hey, this looks like what your cash to close is going to be. Maybe perhaps pad that by $500, $700 just to have extra money in case something does change. And then the settlement agent could write them a check back at closing. That way you have a little pad there. So you're not having to stress out about that, about the money being short. I mean, again, let's put ourselves in their spot. All of our stuff is in a truck. I had to take half day off work. I went to do the walk through the hassles and clean. I'm all stressed out. Oh gosh, I got to find my bank and I've got to do a wire, which sounds like this crazy, right? And then I got to hope it gets there. And, and so I'm waiting. And, and then also on top, I'm waiting for numbers. No, we don't have them yet. No, we don't have them yet. No, and they're just getting more annoyed. So exactly like a simple thing that can make life easier is two days before even, hey, you've gotten the CD. This looks good. Go and get the wire set. We have the instructions, verify them. We at this point tell them, double check, call the attorney, make sure they're correct because there's a lot of wire fraud. You're not going to get instructions from me. Verify that information. Go to your bank. Take care of that wire. It will then be there at closing. And then you're right. Like either we're a little padded, so you're going to get some money back, which is kind of fun. Actually, they nothing better than leaving closing and being like, yeah, exactly. It's still your <laughs> money. Money back. No, it's your own money. But yeah, it's nice to have a little something back. But yeah, that's the whole point of TRID. I mean, it's to give the consumer time to review their closing disclosures. And I feel like we're underutilizing that. That was the whole point in this. So review it. When you get that initial closing disclosure, as a loan officer, I think you need to go over it with your client, make sure they understand and let them know know that this is not the final, but go through it and make sure they don't have any questions. So there's not as many surprises at the closing table when they do get that final CD. And also, like I said, where is that branch? And oh my gosh, I got to stand in line. And uh oh, I yes. didn't And a lot of people come to closing, have no wire and say, I'm going to go get it after, right? And that just yes. opens things further. So yes. at least in Virginia, where we are, if you've signed your documents and all the funds are there, basically we can release the keys, right? Like right. we're all ready to close. What happens next and the mystery of the, what happens next is out of our hands. But if they haven't even ordered the wire, I can't be like, yeah, we got everything we need. So Right. And not all states are like that. You have to have funds there in order to be able to close. So yeah, it's important to have this stuff together. And I know that there's going to be emergency. You know, we all have them. Things happen last minute. But yeah, I think it's good practice to go ahead and have them initiate that once they get that initial CD and to be ready to have those funds day of closing. That would be a huge help. Yeah. I mean, money good. And then also there's certain things we all knew, but yeah. Do you have to attend closing? Uh-huh. Like, unless yeah. <laughs> there's been a provision made, like if Marjorie and Fred are closing on the house, then Marjorie and Fred, proving they are Marjorie and Fred need to be at closing unless well in advance with approval from the underwriter, we have a power of attorney in hand, right? Or yes. we're doing the mail away closing, but it's, Part of the conversation I have to have with the client is, listen, we're closing May 30th. I would go ahead and if you can take as much of that day off or take half the day off for the walkthrough and the closing. Closing's about an hour. You're going to sign a lot of documents. It depends on how many questions you have. You both need to be there. You need to bring your driver's license. And by the way, we're going to make sure we Google map exactly where you're going to park and where the office is. Because again, them driving around town going, where do I go? Where do I go? That's all stress, yes. right? So well, let me just say about the hour closing, since you brought that up. 
We don't like our closings. That's a long time to have to sign paperwork. Your hands cramping up, things like that. And hybrid closings, that's a great option. That's something that Alcova has recently rolled out. We've actually been doing it for about two years now, and it is a game changer. So I would suggest that for any lender out there, if that's an option, to definitely sell that to your client. And basically a hybrid closing is, if people don't know, is you have some e-signed documents and some wet-signed documents. So the majority of the package would be e-signed the day of closing by the borrowers from their phone, from their computer. And they would only go to the attorney's office to wet-sign like the notes and any notarized documents. So literally it's like five documents they would wet-sign as opposed to hundred. I have to say, I love the name affidavit. Nothing's that fun. Yes. No, that's a notarized document. Yeah. So they would have to wet sign that oh, there. Well, you know, I still but, get to see yeah, that. But it's a huge time saver. I mean, no one wants to sit there for an hour and sign their life away. It's so much easier to just literally go on your computer or your phone and click those documents. And of course, if you have questions, bring them to the settlement agent. They can answer those questions on those documents during your scheduled closing time to sign those wet sign documents. And so listen, not only that, you're saving the trees. Now, who's going to cry? Yes. To whoever makes the legal size paper, because nobody uses that anymore, except for closings, right? So the legal paper people are going to have to figure something out. But it is true that these packets of documents, no, everybody loves a DocuSign, right? I mean, it's just so much more simple. So let's clarify as well, like most of the states allow this hybrid closing. Yes, hybrid closings are allowed in every state. There are states that do offer full-on e-sign, which would include remote online notarization and signing of the e-note. That is something that we look to roll out here in the new future, but there are different guidelines for each state, so it's kind of hard to navigate that. But yes, hybrid closings are allowed in every state. All right, so, so I, I highly recommend those. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's such a time saver. It really and truly is. And to me, so it's also like, and one of the questions I asked you that I'll ask here is like, to me, it also was, is it dependent on like my closing entity or attorney? So we can, you can be a title company or attorney. Do they have to like approve or allow it? No, you said basically they go into the portal. They have to print the docs from the portal. Anyway, they're able to see if they've been e-signed and if they haven't. Then either they could give you, like if they're high tech enough, like an, an iPad or whatever it may be for the e-sign as well as then have you sign the wet sign, or they could just go ahead and print those documents. So frankly, part of my question was, does my attorney have to say that's okay with me or not? And that's not the case. No, and I'm sure they appreciate it. That's so much less documentation and paper that they have to print out. I mean, it saves them time because... I mean, it's just a lot of paper. It literally is probably 80 to 100 pages per package that's printed. It's cut down to maybe like 15 or 20. I mean, that's a huge money saver for them as well. So yeah, it actually benefits everybody. So hybrid closings, if that's not happening. Way to go. thing is some people on here are like, yeah, of course. We haven't had them. So to me, it's like, well, that's fantastic. So it's really kind of whatever your area or whatever you've been doing. But again, a huge bonus for that client. That again, instead of having to buy them a, one of those hand stress balls to <laughs> yes, sign their documents. Yeah. Or offer, you have to get them a hand massage gift certificate after the there, closing. Yes. <laughs> Paraffin, that would be super. That's cool. right. <laughs> it's okay. So, closing, here's you a gift certificate. Here's another thing. So whoopsie, I forgot to tell you the closing date changed. Those are always fun. If a loan is cleared to close and we're not dealing with any kind of doc expiration or anything like that, then we're good. Like we can change the closing, no problem. Again, it's a little bit inconvenient having to redo packages and things like that, especially if the attorney has printed an entire package for a certain day. And then we're like, hey, just kidding. It's not closing tomorrow. Here's one for three days later. We just killed 50 more trees. So yeah, it's really important to communicate the whole way through. If closing date looks 
look like it's not going to be met. People need to have conversations and make sure that we're all on board and are aware of that change. Agreed. But again, it's something that I think happens where, oh, oops, they need two more days and everything needs yes. to translate. So any change in any oops has to go to everybody, right? It's a domino effect, really and truly, if you think about it. I mean, we're all working together, right? And then so if there's any kind of change and it starts up at the front, we got to pass the baton all the way to the end. So we're all working together for the same goal to give the borrower the best closing experience possible. Agreed. What about rate lock expirations? Like, I feel like I haven't had many issues with it. I work with you guys. I haven't had issues, but I do know that there can be surprises and that can be a huge problem with the borrower, of course, because it's like, oh, we can close two weeks later, no problem. And we don't really think about it because frankly, it's not right. something that's in our minds. I think in making sure that everyone is on the same page with what that potential problem could be. Because again, for me, it's like, oh, it's a day or two. Nope, nope. It's not that easy, right? In today's market, a lock extension can be costly. I mean, it's just the way it is. So the loan officer should be looking at their lock expiration date and pushing to make sure that they either are going to close prior to lock expiration or have set expectations if we're not going to meet that date, that there could be a possible lock extension fee. That stuff has to be communicated. But of course, we want to try to get that closed so we're not surpassing the lock expiration. I mean, that, I that's the goal. As much as I'd love to blame the loan officer and you guys, because again, it wouldn't be our fault. Sometimes we get a call, hey, the seller would love to stay an extra week because their kids camp. And, and we talk to the borrower who innocently goes, yeah, it's fine. We can make that move. And then we all think, oh, look how great that is. And then, oh my, no, not so good. So I think part of our checklists or docs need to say must close by date, right? I think that's a policy that we need to make sure that we're all communicated with, that the borrower, the realtor, the lender knows it, but we don't always know it. Or frankly, it's just not in the forefront of my thoughts, right? Like Right. That, yeah. Um, the loan officer, I feel like in that instance should say, hey, we're working against a lock expiration date. If we don't close by X date, it could cost you this amount of money to have to extend it. I think that's a conversation that should be held up front. Absolutely. I mean, so people are aware and they're not surprised because I agree with you. I don't think people are thinking that it would cost money if they don't close by this day. And I mean, it can be costly. Well, we know like as a realtor, I certainly know yes. that's the problem, but I never remember it was 30 days or 45. When does this expire that I then need to also no dilly dallying, right? I don't like a dilly dally, but it's like, uh-uh, we cannot play with this, right? Like we got to be- right paying attention to this because there's 60 dates we're watching. And that's one that's very important that I think sometimes is in the forefront of everyone's process. So I think that's important that we don't inadvertently, right? Say no problem or change something and all of us think that's okay. And it's like, not so good. So right again, it could cost the borrower several thousand dollars, unfortunately, depending on the situation. Yeah. And that's not going to make for happy closing. No, absolutely not. (laughs) No. No. Speaking of happy closing, let's think about it because I think what we all also need to remember is what closing is. We call it a celebration. It is. It's also stressful. It's also they're doing a million things. But I think our goal has been to make every step memorable in a good way. Sometimes it's memorable. Not so good. Not on our control, but like you show up for an inspection and things go very wrong or you screw up for a walkthrough and it's not good. And so there's many things outside of all of our control. But 
I think the experience, as much as we can control it at closing, needs to be one that cements this, right? Like that just wraps it all up, right? So to me, and we'll talk about what you think for the LOs, because you wouldn't be the one there, but like we need to be as the realtor. If I have a purchaser, I have to be a closing. Now, if they scheduled it, like, oops, it's moved or whatever, or some delay, but we need to be a closing. We need to be a closing to be a support for them. We need to be excited for them. We need to be present. We need to answer questions because there's always, oh, I forgot, or, hey, this went wrong at the walkthrough. I need to make sure attorneys clear on what we're working through. Like we're that representative, but it's also like, it's really time if you've done a great job that it's like, yay, we did a great job. So I think we need to be a closing. We need to have a gift. We need to celebrate. We need to make it more festive. We need to congratulate them on making it through this process. And we need to be part of that. So I think to me, the minimum is attending. You got to do your walkthrough. You got to attend your closing. You bring a gift. You say, thank you. You explain. I always say, well, you're not going anywhere, right? Like I'm still in touch with and see my first client from 28 years ago. Anything you need, we're here. So I think that's important. What about on the LO side? Like if you were the LO, what would you do? Exactly what you do. I think it is so important that we show up. I mean, these are people buying a home is one of the biggest life things that you'll ever do. It's a big accomplishment. And I think that you need to show up and congratulate them. And they may have questions on the loan. Like they may have questions that come up at the last second. And I think as a representative for the lender, you need to be there and answer those questions. They need to have somebody there to support them all the way through. So yeah, show up with a gift, thank them and just be there, like you said, and let them know that you're there for years to come. I mean, you're always going to be there to look out for them for refinances in the future, possibly if rates drop. I mean, when, it's a relationship. When? when yes. Drop. Yes. When rates drop, we're going to think positive. <laughs> yes. It's about building relationships really and truly. It's more than just an application. There's people behind it and you have to make sure that you build those relationships. Yeah. And I think that again, as, as they're leaving while you're done, some of the stuff that's covered in closing is, well, you'll get your first payment letter and maybe your loan will be sold and maybe it won't. People are like, huh? So to be able to say, hey, don't forget about your first payment and maybe it's been sold to who da 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 mortgage company or whatever it may be. But I think that follow up, because there is some fear, right? You hear at closing, just a loan officer to understand. And if you think about it, let's say it's Alcova. You might be paying Alcova. You could be paying Wells Fargo. I'm honestly just picking somebody, right? So yes, yeah. already as someone who's like, what? Or you get a letter and it's like, you should pay us. Should I pay them? So there is that unknown. So I think you've got a great opportunity, especially on that first payment to say, hey, you're good. Make sure you pay them, set up your auto payment if you want, but that is correct. I just wanted to follow up everything going. Okay. Any questions? Did you get your documents that we, I don't know, sent you through space or however they get them, right? Do you have the documents from closing? Have you thought of any questions? I'm always here if you need anything. That's a great call because I think we don't like to call because we don't know what to say, but gosh, I want to make sure if I'm supposed to pay XYZ, my mortgage payment, when I'm just questioning that, that's a great way to kind of touch base. It is. And when they meet the settlement agent, they may have a relationship with them prior to, but usually they're meeting the settlement agent for the first time when they go to close the loan. I mean, they've worked with the loan officer and the lender throughout the process. So I think it's important that we end the process with the people that you worked with. Not that settlement agents don't do a great great job know what they're talking about, but you already have that relationship formed and you need to see it through the end with them. Absolutely. Let's face it. We're all a little less busy than we were when everyone and their mom refinanced and we had like a pipeline that was just exploding from both ends, right? We have a little more time now to be more. Now, 
sometimes let's be fair, like the loan officer could be two hours away, right? Like if they're in your town and you can go, you should go. If they're not, Absolutely. maybe you set up a Zoom, right? That says, hey, let's go over your closing disclosure. I can't wait. You send them a gift, right? Like, so you can see yes. part of it and you follow up maybe again later that day. Did everything go okay? Was everything explained to you? You got your keys. I just think there's a way to be part of it. Because some people will say, Marjorie, I do loans in eight states. Well, I get it. You're not going to drive six. Right. You can't attend those closings. Yes. But following up with a phone call to make sure everything went smoothly, see if they had any questions. I think that goes a long way. Relationships throughout life go a long way. It's important to build those. Well, let's face it. Let's be really honest. If, as one thing we should all be working on, right, is let I me mean, I talked to Bobby about this just a few days ago. And it's like, what sets us apart? What makes us different? How are we not a commodity, right? We're much more, you guys, especially me too, though, we're being commoditized. I'm going to interview five people. And if someone will do it for 50 cents less, that works, right? So if there is no relationship, if there is no differentiation, if there is no follow-up, if there is not a system to make my life easier, why would I not use 1-800-REALTOR, who cares, never done this before.com? You know what I mean? Like, so I think we right. got to remember if we don't have the relationship, if we don't show up big, we're just feeding into that. We don't need us kind of mentality that's happening. Exactly. That's um, sad. I mean, it feels like everything's going electronic and relationships are going by the wayside. But at the end of the day, it's back to the basics. That's what makes the difference. It's just back to the basics. It's the easy stuff. Just being there throughout the process and basically holding their hand through it. I mean, it's every closing process is different. Industry changes and things like that. Like we said before, they could have closed on a house seven years ago. Coming here now, it's completely different. Welcome to TRID. <laughs> Not right. Like, nightmare you didn't know existed. No, 2004, I mean, 2005, right? It was like, I can breathe. And you got right. my name. I can give you a wink. I'll give you a loan. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I bought another house. And so now they come yes. back and they're like, what are you talking about, Willis? We, I'm not going to give you all. It's like, yes, you are. But it, again, what sets us apart? And the funny thing is I love doing these podcasts. I get to talk to all these people. I have all my notes. And I think a lot of times people are expecting this like, oh, like this miraculous, I could do this. And it's like, you hear things and you're like, oh, I explained the closing disclosure and I let them wire money earlier and I go to closing. And it's like, yeah, it's the things that again, an 800 number don't do, right? So really, right. if you want to think about what you got to do, what is it that's different? What is the human connection? Because again, if it's going to get more and more digital, that's great. Then we got to figure out our value. So that's right. And listen, there's going to be the people that it's 50 cents cheaper and I don't care that you're going to show up and that's okay. But we've got to really understand who sees our value and how we provide it. And I think looking at things like right now, to me, it's like, cool, I'm going to make sure that we have this conversation about when we get the closing disclosure, we make sure a wire has been initiated. We're already very good with amendments because that's something we pay a lot of attention to. But like, Again, I need to know the must close by date every time in case it could be an issue. I need to make sure we do hybrid closings because hallelujah, right? <laughs> save everybody some time. Yes. Save the trees, right? like you said. Yep. So again, so we got to think about those things. So that's why I was super excited to talk to you because if we kind of blow it up at the point, right? If it's a massive nightmarish explosion at the closing table, that's what they're going to remember. Right. And let's be honest, stuff's going to happen. It's not always going to be perfect. But again, if someone is there to represent the lender and explain what's going on and let them know that we're working on fixing it and we will get it addressed, I think that that's really helpful. It kind of calms the borrower down and they understand because they hear clear to close and they think it's done, but yeah. it's really not done until it's on record. Let's be honest. Yeah. No. Until that loan gets recorded, we are not done. Yeah. 
Well, this is why I think, again, something to think about as we're looking at the market and we're looking at our businesses and we're saying, so you know what, lenders, if we stop going to closing, we go back to closing. If it's too far, again, when you send out that disclosure, maybe you set up a 50-minute Zoom to go over it with them, right? And then they close and you make sure everything went well. And then a month later or whenever that is, you make sure, hey, your payment is all set and you are paying this company. That's pretty simple. Right. It's and an edible arrangement, thanking them. I mean, just little things go a really long way. Oh, it really does. Me a cookie. I'm all about a cookie. Yeah, girl. Brownies, cookies, something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Chocolate. But no, it's again, thank you. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for yeah. your business. And for you, thank you for your time. I appreciate that you joined me today, Lindsay. And I well, learned thank you a lot. So much for having me. This has been so much fun. But yeah, let's streamline this process to make it better for everybody. Okay. So again, hybrid closings. That's the hybrid way. Hybrid closings. Yes. No more. Highly recommend. All the documents twice that you don't know why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's because investors, I will tell you, some investors require them to be resigned. Trust me. We hate sending them over and over again, too. Here it is again, huh? Here it is again. So, Sign it. <laughs> if you can do it electronically. Yes, you literally just tap the screen. You don't even have to look at it again. Just tap, tap. Easy as that. Thank you so much for today. And everyone, as always, thank you for listening to Real Estate Unscripted. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender, NMLS ID number 40508, org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.